0: Excellent. Okay, so now we're standing out back at the property here um, with Kyle Ford. And I just want to ask you, I guess, like, who is Kyle Ford? How did you get started with investing in real estate? Just give us a little bit of your backstory.
1: Okay, I got started about five years ago. Uh, Got my first pre-construction condo. Uh, That's what I was told what you should do. Uh, Buy something before it's built. Uh, Didn't do a whole lot of due diligence on that, but got into it. It ended up turning out okay. But I realized it didn't really suit my investment uh, profile. Um, that's something that I think a little bit more fluent people should be doing. And I was just getting started. I was trying to build mm. on capital. Uh, so very quickly, uh, I got into uh, multifamily, uh, tr- purpose-built triplexes that were underperforming, mm. uh, low market rents, uh, building condition not, not, very, not very good, going in, fixing up the property and driving up the market rents. So I did that with uh, smaller multi-unit pro- pro- properties, and now I've got into the bigger stuff like you see here.
0: So how, how quickly did you get into um, that type of strategy
1: with improving units that, with the triplexes? Um, so the, after about the pre-construction condo, it was about two years before I really you know, realized that, that real estate investing was something that I wanted to do for a career. Um, mm. So I got some education about how, how that works. So it was about two years until I got into the triplexes, and I've done the triplexes now for uh, two or three years of uh, the little bit smaller multifamily before I've leveled up into the bigger stuff.
0: Excellent. Okay. And so when when did you buy this place then?
1: So this was purchased January 4th, 2019. So about 2019. six months ago.
0: About six months ago. And was the property vacant or were there, were there some tenants in there? It, it was occupied.
1: It was occupied okay. when we bought it. We got uh, nine of the ten units were occupied, one vacant unit on purchase. Uh, and the other unit was vacated about three weeks after we purchased. And now the building is
0: obviously completely vacant. So maybe um, just... Uh, a, a brief overview, how did you go about um, getting the building to this vacant position where now you can totally turn every single unit?
1: Right. So, uh, it, it, it's a process. So, in, in Ontario, the the laws are uh, you can't just go in and kick everybody out and renovate the unit. Uh, there is a, a form that says you're allowed to do major renovations uh, when the building is in need. Uh, we had okay. engineering reports, we had home inspection reports that said the building was in major need. Uh, the downside to, to the, using that form is the tenants come back, come back can come back at the same market rents. Uh-huh. Uh, because we did a cash negotiation with every single tenant, we've signed a release, so they uh, will mm-hmm. not be coming back at those rents. So uh, it took about four, four, four and a half months to fully vacate the building, uh, and it cost a substantial amount of money to, to buy everybody out. Uh, we had to give everybody three months of free, mar- free rent, uh, as well as some cash compensation to sign the mutual release.
0: Okay, excellent. Now, just to... For, for somebody watching just thinking about numbers here you're doing cash for keys for yeah. the tenants roughly how much are you paying these tenants uh, Like, uh, if you don't mind sharing we're just to get a ballpark
1: ballpark it was, it, the total cost was about four months worth of their rent okay so that's about approximately $4,000 per unit
0: and I mean the, the thing that I like about that is it's, it's all above board, it's totally legal, it's honest and ethical. Everybody feels like they're getting a win-win because obviously everybody's signing a mutual agreement yeah. to end their tenancy, right? Yeah. Okay. 100%. So, yeah. yeah, I really like it. So talk to us a bit about the numbers, just uh, like talking about purchase price, what you think it might be worth um, at the end, and then, you know, renovation
1: costs. For yep. So uh, the purchase price was one3 uh, as I mentioned, I have private financing on this deal, that they're funding the purchase price as well as the renovations. So in interest and fees on this deal, I'm paying $350,000, which wow. seems like an astronomical amount of number. But as I continue here, that, the, the $1.3 they lent me, as well as the $500,000 for renovations, so a total loan of $1.8 that they've lent me for this project, that is... Equate[s] to an after repair value of somewhere around the three million dollar mark. Uh, that wow. that value is coming from a cap rate. Uh, we're using a, approximately a five percent cap rate to come up with that value.
0: So you're talking one point three to purchase. Yep. And you're thinking about a potential value of 3, mil, three million. Three million on the back end. On the back end, yeah. So well, well worth it to pay those the, the fees to borrow. Yep.
1: The deal didn't exist without those feel, Without those fees and interest. Mm. I didn't have the capital to put 30, 35% down. I didn't have the capital to carry it on a monthly basis, serving, servicing that debt with a conventional mortgage. Right. So, doing that type of financing was the only way a deal like this existed. Interesting. So, what,
0: what made you think like that? Like, wh- how, how did your brain think, okay, I'm just going to find a guy that's going to put all the cash in? Like, at, at what point did that
1: cross your mind? I guess I, I, I'm much less concerned with cost and more, most concerned with profit. Yep. At the end of the day, the profit is the profit. The cost is, is what it is. If, if I can't do a deal, 100% of nothing, 100% of zero is zero. Right. Right? So if I didn't have the capital to do this deal, there's no profit. If I pay those interest and fees and I'm able to generate a six, seven-figure potential profit on this deal, the cost to me is really irrelevant. Hmm. Okay. Now if I could do it without paying three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fees, maybe someday, but as yeah. of now if I need to do every deal like this, I'm happy to. Absolutely. And what are you
0: expecting rents to be then once you're once you're complete the renovations?
1: So the average rent in this building was a thousand dollars inclusive before. We're targeting between eighteen and nineteen hundred plus utilities after after the repair. So we're gonna wow. be the, the, the NOI, the net operating income on this property was just under fifty thousand when we purchased it. Uh, we're expecting it to be close to 150000 when we're complete. So adding $100,000 right to the bottom line of the NOI.
0: And how are the utilities set up here? Are all tenants going to be, are they separate? Separate hydro, separate,
1: uh, separate gas. So we will be paying water. Okay. That's fair. That's fair.
0: I'm just thinking, was there any other great questions on that end? Or maybe we switch it up now, Kurt, and go inside?
2: Yeah, no, I think... Um, Touch on the financing bit because I know that was what I was thinking of covering with him Mm -hmm. but um, I know it got brought up got brought up recently and just the the fact of I really like how you mentioned that the cost is it it matters and it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's kind of irrelevant because if you're going to make a million dollars in profit or you're going to make X amount in equity or whatever the case is paying that fee it's almost irrelevant so I think if you can maybe touch on um, with like Matt like asking like um, on the private financing side, how would an investor go about finding that kind of person? Where mm. do you, like, how do you find that person in your network? How do you market to that person to help scale? Yeah. Sort of thing. And so I want to talk about because that's sweet. That's
0: amazing. So, yeah, on the private financing side of things, like how does one go about finding that person who is going to finance your deals? Like, how did you stumble upon that?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's not Bubba in the back alley. A lot of people think when they hear private financing, they think you're dealing with, you know, some loan um. shark. Something right. like that. It's not the case. I like to always say it's Bob and Mary homeowner. You know, they've owned their house in a nice area of town for a lot of years. They have some equity. They've been good Canadians. Mm. They've been putting money in their RRSP. And they are maybe not so happy with the rates of return there. Uh, they're interested in investing in real estate, but haven't had the time or the energy to to actually physically mm. do it. And if they're willing to get a great return on their money, uh, secured against an asset, that's a, a much better investment than they're likely currently doing. So, answer to that question is that they're all around you uh you got to put yourself out there you got to tell people what you do and what you're looking for and when people uh and you'll be surprised it's, it might be people very close to you in your network it might be somebody that you never even expected is who happens to have a million dollars in their rsp mm. they you know they drive a honda accord they live in a nice neighborhood but they've right. been squirreling money away since they were 18 years old and they're not happy with the rate of return so the, the, the funding that I got out of this deal was all out of RRSP. One person had a registered retired, retirement account um, with close to $2 million in that account between him and his spouse, uh, and that's where the funding came from with this deal.
0: So then how did you stumble across that person? Were you just out there like, making calls or you're just talking to your friend group, or where is that coming from?
1: It was a referral from my, I, I call them my power team. Mm. So uh, one of my, one of my, uh, my lawyer. Uh, somebody that I, I deal with on a regular basis uh he's he referred this person to me because my lawyer had seen what i had done several times uh, on these transactions how i've been able to drive out property values exit at a, at a good profit margin so he referred this person to me uh as a, somebody that could be a good, a good fit get a better return in their retirement account as well as uh help fund me in these deals excellent so yeah okay perfect has been either vendor financing, so the seller has given us financing on that, or we close cash with private funds, and then refinance in six, six to 12 months. I really found that to be an effective way. I see too many people getting caught up on the financing side of things, and spending so much time trying to get a 2.99 interest rate, that they're missing the deal. Yeah. They're, they're taking too long. And I know there's some people in my in this room that I'm working with right now, and they know what it's like waiting for the good the good financing. So uh, we're, we we close cash with private funds, get in the deals, get the properties in good condition, high market rents, and then we go back and refinance afterwards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think on that note, we should jump into some of the the properties and maybe get yeah, to that good, yeah. Yeah. And then we can leave like 15 minutes for to QA. Sure. Cool. So if people have questions, kind of save them, we're gonna do 15 minutes for 11, and then at 11, we're gonna do a quick wash and break if you have to, and then we're gonna jet off to the property if you so desire to come. So, let's talk about uh, three properties in particular here, so Brunswick, Carn, right, is yep. that right? yep. Okay, cool, uh, and then Newbury. So, I guess, what about, um, let's just talk about Brunswick. Um, what about Brunswick was uh, something that you liked about it, when did you buy it? Uh,
1: that was the fifth property I think we bought. Um, so that, that was an off-market deal. Uh, if you're going to get into this as a business and you're going to focus on it, you really want to make sure you're telling everybody know, you know that you're a real estate investor, that you do deals, that you buy properties in any condition. When I worked in financial planning, that was a friend of mine, Hillary's brother's property. Um, he was he wanted to sell it and he didn't want to pay real estate commissions. Right. So we picked that one up for 485. Uh, it was in decent shape. It wasn't. Uh, it was it was kind of rough. <laughs> in comparison to what we're buying now, it was in decent shape, um, it but was pretty bad. so uh, we paid we paid 485 for that. We put about 70 thousand, 75 thousand dollars in renovations over the course of the year. Um, we got a reappraised for 640. Uh, value of that is somewhere between seven, seven fifty now. Yeah, that's triplex. Triplex, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Grossing yeah. that's grossing a little over forty thousand dollars a year right now on that one. So break that
2: down to a month. Uh, uh,
1: so down. it's fifth uh, fifty 14, 50, 14 and a thousand, I think, is what that one is. Cool,
2: cool, cool. cool. And you sold that one? Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. And let's talk about Carn real quick. Uh, so Carn looks like the same thing. Kind so of I way. have
1: four of these, four triplexes like this: Brunswick, Carn, Fairmount, and Sydney. We'll show you Sydney after as well. Yep. Um, you'll see the renovations have gotten substantially better as we've done this over, over, and over again. Um, but you know, these are we're going to show you these ones. We're actually going to show you another flip we did as well because these ugly brick buildings, to me, are the money makers. We're going to show you a flip we did, which is a beautiful house. Uh, High-end finishes, really, really good. One of the least profitable deals I've ever done.
2: We're going to show the video, too. Yeah. It's going fun. The, this, you can bask in yeah, all that glory. Yeah, these
1: ugly ones with the blue doors and the the, the the ugly brick and all that kind of stuff, these are the profitable deals. These are money maker deals. Uh, every single month, the mortgage gets paid down. Every single month, there's positive cash flow. Uh, and the value of these buildings, because the rents are going up, the value is continually growing. Yeah. So, Carn uh, and Brunswick, Karn, I paid... For I think I paid same price for that one. Four eighty five. When did you buy that? Uh, November twenty seventeen or six? November twenty seventeen, I think. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So November twenty seventeen. Um, so paid four eighty five. Four eighty five. Sixty
2: five thousand. Sorry, and I guess I should ask: Did you get it um, with tenants?
1: Yep. So that one, um, the issue with that building is the top floor unit. Uh, the lady had been there for thirty two years mm-hmm. and was paying six hundred dollars a month, inclusive rent. Mm-hmm. Um, the previous owners could not get her out to sell the building, so that really affected the value of it. Uh, we, we closed on that building, I went in there, I treated the woman with dignity and respect. It was, it was hard for me because at that point I was 27, she'd lived in that building longer than I'd been alive. So it, that, that, was, that was honestly one of the toughest things I ever had to do was kick her out, right. but I treated her with dignity and respect. I explained to her that under these circumstances that we, we, we just can't afford to have you in this building anymore. Uh, we'll give you an excellent referral. We'll help with some of your moving costs. But I need you to sign an agreement to leave. And she did. She really? said she basically said the previous owners were uh, pushing her to get out, lying to her about things, and she had enough of it. She appreciated that I was honest and upfront with her, and she signed the agreement and left two months later. The unit was spotless. And that was um, the top unit? Top unit. Uh, I mean, we spent $25,000. re released it at 1350 plus hydro.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. So and then the main and downstairs. Sorry, sorry. Uh, main
1: unit. We redid uh, about six months after that. Uh the was guy that Natural attrition. Uh, the guy wasn't happy that we were running a little bit tighter ship than the previous landlord. He 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 was the guy who thought he owned the building before, uh-huh. so okay. we weren't. He lost those privileges and he wasn't very happy. So we still have the basement unit in that, which is massively underperforming. But the the numbers still make sense on the building. So um, if it wasn't for some of the other projects that I have going on, I'd probably focus a little bit more on trying to get that basement tenant out. But he's a good guy. He takes care of the place. Never calls. So we're just kind of waiting for some natural turnover on yeah. that.
2: Yeah, oh, that's
1: awesome. Uh, two two bedrooms and a one bedroom. Yeah. So that was the, both of those were great. Uh, burr or flip to yourself, depending on you know. Where you're, where you're taught this stuff. Um, great Burr properties, we got most of our money out of those deals uh, and, and as I mentioned, still positive cash flow. Um, Newberry, this is actually uh, the house that uh, Chelsea and I live in right now. Um, I bought that one, in. A, it was a heat of the market. Uh, it was listed at 300. Uh, we paid 380 for it, $80,000 over asking. My mom wasn't impressed. She, uh, we spent sixty-five thousand dollars, refinanced it for five twenty-five. Six months later, made sixty-five grand on that deal. So asking price is really irrelevant. You got to know the value of the deal. Uh, it was an easy duplex conversion. The raised bungalow is fantastic yeah. for that. Uh, really smooth. And we could probably do that cheaper now. Now that I've done one before, and my my team knows what we're doing, we could probably do it a little bit cheaper. Um, but it was uh, that was a great deal. And when would
2: you buy that
1: one? Uh,
2: let me guess. Let me let guess, guess. Let me guess. March 2017.
1: Yeah, I was say that's pretty close. Was it actually? Yeah, I think we oh, closed in July, year. so <laughs>